presented to you by the good folks over there at Swiss Cultures in affiliation with Eurohoops.net. So if y'all checking this out, make sure y'all go hit that follow button below. We glad to have you back, man. And we back again with my guy, CEO, Swiss Cultures, 11-year overseas vet. I'm going to start saying 12 because it seems like we add one on every time. You already know the deal. <laughs> and Stanford gentleman, the one and only Anthony Goods, was good with you. You got the hat on today. This, this, this. Let me, let me, let me watch my mouth. This man went full on Tiger Woods on us, dog. Like <laughs> got even with the brand, bruh. You good over there? <laughs> Hey, man, it was Thirsty Thursdays, man, and y'all got me on here at midnight. Holla <laughs> at me tomorrow. It's tough times over there in Madrid, man. That's crazy. It's glad. I'm, you know what? I ain't going to lie to you. I'm glad to see you down right now because you be talking. To- <laughs> I'm glad to see you down, man. But look, guys, we got, we got a very, very, very good guest today, man. We got two-time NBA champ. Pro A French League champ, a French Cup winner, a French League All Star, Israeli League champ, an Israeli League Cup winner, Montenegrin Cup winner, the Horizon Player of the Year, way, 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 way back in college, Horizon League Defensive Player of the Year, an NBA vet, seven year NBA vet? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Seven year NBA vet. And what was it? What you been? Two, three years in EuroLeague? Three year EuroLeague vet? Yeah, four years in EuroLeague. Four years. Let me not get it wrong, cause we showing love out here, man. We got the one and only. We got the one and only, Mr. Norris Cole, man. Norris, appreciate you hopping on with us, man, dog. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Don't leave out the yeah, two times no, NBA champ rip. either. Don't leave that part out, killer. Did I miss that? I thought that I led with that. Did I what? Yeah, I swear yeah, I led yeah, with that. Nah, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I was about to say. I was about to say I led with that. I, Cause we we gonna get into that, man. We definitely we nah, you go you had to say it nah, twice, I wanted, huh? I wanted I wanted to ask you more time, Facts. bro. Like like honestly, like like how does that like looking looking back at it now, man? How does it feel like to really say like you won an NBA championship and you had like a serious hand in it. Like, what does that really feel like? Man, it's a, it's a blessing, really. Um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have the right timing. Sometimes it's about timing and about situation. And I was fortunate to, you know, go to an organization that had championship goals and championship pedigree. And uh, I was able to show that I was trustworthy enough to be on the court as a young player. And that's all you want, you know, as a young player. You want to be respected and earn the trust of the, the coaches and the veterans so that you can, you know, play a role. So the best part is not just winning a championship. It was being able to actually play, you know, and be able to contribute to, to winning. Yo, so how do you, like, how do you earn earn the trust of, like, some of the NBA greats? Like, what does that process look like for a young player? especially? Um, it's, it's a daily thing. It's not one thing that you do. It's just how you prepare, how you come in every day. I was always early. You know, I was always early. I was always working hard, um, shooting shots, extra shots, um, asking the right questions, you know, being very, very competitive. And that's something that's noticeable. Um, learning quickly, you know, when I made mistakes – I was able to learn from them and not make the same mistakes, you know, over and over, you know, so being a quick learner. And those things are, you know, what you have to have when you're a role player on a championship team. You have to be trustworthy. You, know, you have to have good practice habits. Uh, you have to learn quickly. Yo, do you think, do you think had you, because you came out your four years, right, mm-hmm. four years in, in school, do you think had you come out, you know, after one or two years, do you think you would have been capable, not physically, but more mentally, like you said, showing up early, you think you always had those qualities 
of you know joining a team with that pedigree and those aspirations? You know what? I'm not sure. Um, one thing about college that helped me, I learned how to work hard. So it's not like I, I thought I was working hard coming out of high school, but then you learn that it's levels to this. And so <laughs> I learned how to work hard in college, and then I took what I learned in college to the pros, and then I learned how the pros work hard. You know, so I'm not sure if I would have went early, if I would have been ready or not. But I know that I would have worked hard as I could, and I knew that I was a capable learner. You know, I'm always looking to learn. And so, you know, if they would have, if I would have got drafted early, I, I would have definitely asked those questions. Yo, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I get better at this? And I would have did what it took. And that's what I did. You know, as a four year guy, I came in. You know, I said, how do you, how do you prepare for the NBA season? How do you prepare for back to backs? You know, how do you? How do you do treatment to, you know, why why do you get in the cold tub, hot tub? Why do you stretch so much, you know? Why do you use the steel machine and all that? Like, I ask those type of questions, you know, you know, how do you how do you work out after practice? What type of shots do you do you put up and, you know, how can I do that? You know, I ask those questions and I actually watched. I watched Mike Miller shoot every day, Ray Allen, LeBron D. Way. I watched Juwan Howard, you know, he played 17, 18 years in the league. I watched how every day he lifted weights. He rode the bike, he ran hard, he stretched, he put ice packs on his knees. So I'm like, you know, this is what it takes to, to last in this league. And I just started doing what they did. Man, it was it was especially cool for me to watch uh, kind of your journey from afar just because, you know, we were the same draft class and yeah. coming out like that, you know what I'm saying? So, and how, how daunting, because you know what, I used, I used to watch you, honestly, and I used to sit there and be like, damn, like, is this dude nerd, like, coming in <laughs> and playing with LeBron, D-Wade? Like, I think that's a dream, right? But at the same time, there's a lot of nerves that come with that, a lot of pressure and expectations with that come with that. So, like, was you nervous? Was it daunting? How did they help you out? Like, other than what you just said, you know, answering your question. Actually, bro, I really wasn't nervous. Like, once I got drafted and got over that part, the excitement, once I got down to mm -hmm. Miami and got to work, I wanted to prove my worth, bro. That was all I wanted to yeah. do. I wanted them to look at me and have okay. respect for me as a player. That's what I wanted, you know? Obviously, they are who they are. You know, they're superstar players. You know, obviously, they're special icons to the game. But once we were in practice and in the game, none of that mattered. They were my teammates. They were my coworkers. And so I had to earn that respect from them. And that's that was my total focus, compete hard every day and earn their respect and earn their trust. And so when I got out there, you know, they'd tell you I always competed hard. Like, they had to, you know, tell me, all right, cool, but, like, we, we not today. We don't got to go that hard today. Like, I was always on go, ready to go. And so – and that's how you earn their respect, though. That's because those guys are so talented. They can cruise a little bit, but most guys can't cruise like that. You know, so I had to work on my habits going hard every day, all the time, so that when I got in the game, you know, it was the same as practice. Man, that, that's crazy, too, because you probably, once, once you got overseas for a minute, you probably looking at them young boys going hard as hell, them young boys in France or whatever it is going hard as hell. Like, hey, man, chill out. When you a vet, chill when out, you a vet the tables turn. When you a vet, you like, all right, you know, the game is – being ready for the game is most important. Once you become a, once you become a vet, you use practice for like rhythm, like you use practice to get rhythm Facts. and all that. And once you get your rhythm, you're like, all right, cool, it's time to shut it down a little bit. Facts. So, so what would you say, y'all? Like I said, I'm gonna say it again because just so everybody know, two-time NBA champ. What would you say are the most important qualities of a championship team, specifically in the NBA? And then second part, does that translate to overseas? Um. One, being highly competitive. You know, you have to have a bunch of guys that are highly, highly competitive, almost chippy on the edge. You have to be highly, highly competitive uh, individuals. 
And then you have to um, be pure, be pure to the one mission. You can't be out there with individual, um, individual like secret goals. You know, you want to be pure to the team. The team success comes first, and then the individual accolades. You know, they'll they'll come. So you have to be competitive. You have to be pure uh, to winning, and then you have to go through the tough times. You know, when you go through the tough times, you stay together, because you know every championship team. You know goes to like a, a certain part in the season where it gets rough, whether it's a practice, whether it's a travel schedule, whether it's a losing streak. Something happens in the season where it's going to test your fortitude. And in those moments, that's where you're going to figure out, you know, what type of team you have. And then you have to be lucky, you know. You have to be a little bit lucky, you know. Healthy, you know, everybody can't control health, but you have to be healthy. You know, certain shots, you know, go your way that may not go the same way for another team. And so – you know, all of those things contribute to having a championship team. And then you got to have, obviously, you know, good players. <laughs> you got to have, yeah, you got to yeah, have players now. You got to have, you know, you got to have, you know, all-star caliber or superstar caliber players. And you have to have, you know, role players that are excited to be role players. And on our team, we had both. We had superstar talent and we had guys, role players that were championship level role players like Udonis Haslam, like myself, like, you know, Mike Miller, James Jones. You know, Rio, like we were all, you know, championship level role players and we're excited to play our roles. <clears throat> Yo, how, how how tight was the uh was the team chemistry on those championship teams versus like other teams you've been on? Oh bro, we were close, bro. We when we had so many um get togethers and things like that off the court, you know, Christmas get togethers, family get togethers, uh events in Miami that we would go to together. You know, we were we were pretty close as a unit. And I think that's what helps on the court because when, when you go through those tough times and you know the, the man next to you, you know him off the court as a man, it makes it easier to go through those tough times. You know, when you don't maybe know a person and things get tough, you know, it may be a little strange. But when you know the person, you know that they're a good guy, you know they have winning in the back of their mind and there's nothing selfish, it makes it easy when guys have to get on each other or we go through tough times together. So, yeah, we were a pretty close-knit group. And we all had our own characters on the team. <laughs> Man, that those those teams are obviously well chronicled, right? Yeah, like yeah. closely. Every time you got LeBron, D Wade, so there's plenty, plenty of stuff that's been that's been put out there. And I mean, going through a 27 game winning streak, that's got to be that's got to be insane for one. Yeah. But was it was there ever a time that like the fortitude was really really tested that you recall? Like going through them championship runs where you was like, where maybe it was like, ah, oh, damn, like we might not win this joint or what? Like y'all was down three two to San Antonio or whatever it was, you know. So. Um, I'm not sure if we were ever like we're not gonna win it, but like during the season we had tough games against Indiana. <laughs> they gave us problems during the season. Chicago always would give us problems during the regular season. Boston give us issues during the season, but somehow when it came to playoff times, we learned from those mishaps in the regular season, and when it was crunch time. You know, we always came together and was able to beat them. But, bro, Indiana, Chicago, Boston, playing those teams was so tough, bro. <laughs> tough. And then obviously Man. getting to the finals against San Antonio, they they are so stressful, bro, because they, they could score at all three levels. You know, you got a point guard, you got a playmaker, Manu, you got the big dog down there, TD, then you got shooting. So they, they was hitting you all over the place. So they were a very stressful team to play, but – those those Indiana series tested us so much, bro. I mean, we had definitely had some altercations where, you know, we had to look at each other in the mirror after those Indiana games and those Chicago games, like, yo, what are we going to do? You know, we, we definitely had those times. 
It wasn't all it wasn't all was peaches and roses, that's for sure. It wasn't all South Beach palm trees, that's for sure. Is is crazy it's crazy how uh people it actually it frustrates me how people look back on them Indiana teams and like disrespect them in hindsight. Like that they, they was a pro like they disrespect Roy Hibbert. They did like that that team was cool. You gotta understand how the NBA yeah, was. Roy was Hibbert changed the you remember they, they put that verticality rule in the league because of him. Before you couldn't yeah. just jump up vertical, that was a foul. Then they changed the rules yeah. so that like kind of took took away our attack. Cause you know we were attackers. You know, Brian and D they were yeah. downhill, downhill, and then would kick out. So when they put that verticality rule in, it, you know, he's seven four, he a wall down there. So it definitely changed the game up. And then they had, you know, Paul George and Denny Granger. And then they moved on from Denny Granger and had like, you know, Lan, the emergence of Lance Stevens and all those guys. You know, they were tough, bro. Mm-hmm. They were they were tough. That was a reason why they were, you know, they were one of the top seeds in the East. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Y'all was y'all was looking at Chris Bosch crazy when he was pouring the champagne on his face. Nah, bro, we was too busy. No, no, I'm just playing. We was too busy. Look, he trying to be messy. He's trying to be messy. Hey, hey, hey. trying to shorten the interview. Look at him. I'm just playing. 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 Hey, but yo, there's there's a lot of. We don't get those chips without CB1. Man, he's he's goaded. He's goaded for real. He's a legend, man. Ain't no question. Salute Chris Bosch. But, um,. Yo, so there's a there's a lot of a lot of parity in the league right now. Who do y'all see, and for both of y'all, who do y'all see uh, having those championship qualities right now? Mm. And in in the form of maybe even in the form of maybe of a, a, a dynasty, like a sustainable sustainable winning model. That's tough. Yeah, I know the Bucks gonna always be able to compete because they got the baddest dude in the in the world. Giannis, <laughs> yeah, he's tough. He gonna always he's tough. Boston look like they gonna always be able to compete with you know with Tatum and Brown. That one two punch is outrageous. But I think I think I think Milwaukee's one of those teams where everybody buys into their role. Like you ain't got nobody out there doing no extras, and they they really like locked in. Just buying it, yeah, they locked in on on kind of like you said, like yo, this is the mission, and you know this is what we gonna do, and. You know, you don't really see anybody, like, playing for that next contract or anything like that. So, I, I see Milwaukee just definitely has a different culture mm-hmm. over here. Yeah, out, out west, I'm not sure. I mean, stuff changes out west so fast. Phoenix yeah. look good one day. You know, Denver, you know, Jokic, you know, look great sometimes. You know, especially when Jamal Murray's able to come back healthy. Who, who knows what that's going to look like? You know, that's a mm-hmm. – and then this young fella named John Morant, this guy looks like he about to be the second coming of AI. Like he, he's special. I think they actually had a chance to win last year if he didn't get hurt. I truly believe that they actually had a chance too. to win last year if he didn't get hurt. So, I did too. Yeah, the West is wide open. <clears throat> I think I I think you're right about Milwaukee. Is uh they really haven't even been healthy. Like it's been a minute since they've been since they've been whole. And I think they get whole tomorrow night, right back against the Lakers. I think Chris Middleton finally coming back, but. Um, yeah, it's Milwaukee. To me, it's Milwaukee and Boston. Clearly, I mean that's easy to say they one and two. Yeah. But just they all that they got the pieces that fit right now in the West. I ain't dying on the Lakers. They showing some life out there, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't dying on the Lakers, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if AD. It's all on AD, but I ain't gonna say the Lakers, man. Health. It's health. Health is well. It's health. Health is definitely well for sure. Health is well. But you know what? I'm not gonna say the Timberwolves. But you said John Morant. I think. Anthony Edwards, like, 
I think Anthony Edwards is better than John Morant. I ain't saying I ain't saying he's produced at a higher level right now, but I'm saying like the way he plays both ends and he the way he guards, the way he's capable of it. He guard like low key like a I don't want to be disrespectful, but like he guard like a puppy dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he'll get you know what I'm saying? He'll give you he'll give you like like five possessions where he just hounding somebody and then the next like three he just going kind of chill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he like he going to go lay down like chill and then he'll come back with it. But that that man is tough. I don't know. He better than Jai. I mean, Jai was an MVP candidate last year. I think he finished third in the MVP. Again, I ain't gonna say he's he's. Maybe I shouldn't say better, but I think as if I had to choose between those two mm-hmm. for the next like five ten years, mm-hmm. I might take Anthony Edwards. That's fair. You really? You would take Anthony Edwards over Jai? So out of the young players, who would you take? I might. Out of all the young players, between Luca, Jai, Anthony Edwards, like that's who you would take, Anthony Edwards. <sighs> He's he's in my top three. Okay. I mean Tatum, Tatum probably one still. If we still call, how old is he? Still nineteen or whatever that little joke. They like, said Tatum. I don't know if yeah, he's considered Tatum. young no more. Is he twenty five yet? That's what 25? I'm saying. Twenty. if he ain't twenty five, he definitely got to be considered in that group. He ain't no older than twenty six. Yeah. So yeah. Because Giannis twenty eight. He's so. twenty four. He's twenty four. Yeah. So Tatum. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm going with Tatum, Ja, and Luca, and then Anthony Edwards. I see. I seen. I seen Anthony Edwards really like guard Luca, and Luca he don't move Anthony Edwards the way he move everybody else in the league. They both heavy. <laughs> they both heavy, they both but heavy. Anthony Edwards so explosive. Yes. Anthony Edwards he playing with Gobert and Cat. I don't know if that. Fit. I don't think that fits last either. night. Yeah, last night Cat was up out of there, and Anthony Edwards was going crazy. It clogs up he the paint like, for him. It clogs it up a little bit, you know. It clogs it up, yeah. and it's another. You know, it's another big ego on the team because, you know, Rudy Gobert in his own right can have an ego. You know, three-time defensive player of the year. And, you know, so it adds another guy who's like – who thinks he's that guy as well. So, yeah, that, I can I mean, see how that can be. I think once one of those guys – either one of them sit out for a little bit or they're going to have to have a rotation where it's just one of those big fellas on the court with Anthony Edwards not both of them, I think Anthony could, could flourish a little bit better. Cat Cat is out four to six weeks, so I'm saying watch watch. Well, let's see let's see what Anthony Edwards do last night. He he had thirty last night, like thirty seven and five last night. So I'm thinking, I think he might take off while Cat's sitting out. You've been watching John Morant though. Have you been see. watching John? I've been watching John okay. Morant is special. Okay. I, shit, I, I, John Morant is crazy. He, he caught a lob last night in the left hand and then caught it with the left. It was a terrible pass too. Caught it with the left. Put the other hand on it, oh, head at the rim. Like, bro, listen, I don't give yeah. I don't give cats that much, you know, credit like that, like that. But hey, listen, it's undeniable, bro. Like, yeah, he he's special. It take a lot for me to scoop. I mean, he puts so much, he puts so much pressure on the rim, bro. Like, and he's getting there at will, and then he's a willing yes. passer too. He's, you know he's, what I'm saying? So I think he he changed the game in like a lot of ways, and that's where I say the difference between him and like Anthony Edwards is is like you know. Edwards is a threat to score the ball and score 40, but, like, Ja can give you 40 and 10. You know what I mean? Ja can get off for 15 assists and a heartbeat as well. And I think he you really have to game plan for Ja. Man, Ja, he slowed his game down to a little bit this year at times where it's like he's gone from, you know, he ain't always just ah, – Yeah, you know change, he's so called switching gears. gears. He know how to he know how to switch, switch gears. gears. Yeah. He know how to, you know, elevate when he needs to, and he also know how to downshift and, you know – yeah, he Ja Elite, bro. But 
I just, I just, don't, I think Anthony Edwards is really capable of the of the same things. Like, I just don't think he's done it consistently. Like, I, again, there's been times where he's getting in the paint, he's finding guys, and he also got 30, 35. Max. And Anthony Edwards, he coming off the weak side. He, again, I don't, I don't like comparing nobody to Brian, but he got some of that in him where he coming up, he coming out of nowhere off the help side, scraping stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, getting out in transition, dunking, like. Yeah. Anthony, he's going to guard the ball. He's just he dynamic, man, on both sides of the ball in a way that I don't think Ja necessarily is. But I can see that. that. That's not a slight to Ja, though. That's not a slight to Ja. They both are. Right now, it's still Ja. But I, like I said, five, ten years, I think Anthony Edwards could. He got he could be the best player in the league, dog. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, yeah. It's so, going to be hard for anybody to be better than as long as Giannis is healthy right now. <laughs> Giannis with 27. Yeah. He gonna hold it down for at least another four or five, at least, because yeah. <laughs> he's still getting better. He he got back shoulder phase yeah. now, he got hezzy hezzy pull ups now. Little, it's getting crazy now. It's like it's really it's really nah, really getting crazy getting out little, there. It's it's getting a little scary. Yes, the yes. saving grace is that the saving grace is that you hope he can't keep that up past thirty two. Man, listen, that's, <laughs> that's like, the part that's gonna save him with that is he's still seven feet, so he can just stand in the room and rebound. <laughs> Even when he loses a step, he can still rebound 12, 11 a game. Like, Giannis is scary, bro. Yeah. Giannis is OD. Yeah. Like, the, the, yeah, the, the NBA is in good hands, man. But that's, uh, like, talking about Ja, man, you know, I think the guards were a little different when you when you got drafted back in 2012, right? That's safe to say. Yeah. Um, so, I guess just talk about some of the qualities that some of the best guards in the NBA have now compared to, you know, when you first came in? Well, when I first came in, other than, like, Bron, the, the best players in the league were kind of like point guards for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, Derrick Rose was, other than Bron, was, like, the best player in the league. You know, Steph Curry became one of the best players in the league. John Wall was probably the best two-way guard, you know, as far as offensive defense. John Wall was, back then was one of the best two-way guards in the league. You know, it was so many point guard, dynamic point guards. Obviously, Kyrie was young, but he was, you know, super, super talented. You know, Rondo was the orchestrator up in Boston. You know, he was like a maestro up there. And so the point guard position, you know, was was a – you didn't have no off nights. I, I didn't have no off nights. You know, you had Kimball Walker one night, you know, Brandon Jennings another night, you know, Derrick Rose another night. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't get no off days, you know. Then you go out west, you go out west, it was a gauntlet out west. You know, that Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, they was young young gunners out there. They was you know, Isaiah Thomas, people forget about him, how he emerged in Sacramento. He came out of nowhere and started yeah. killing. Brandon Knight, you know, averaged 20 points a game. Like, it was a lot of guards that was getting to it, getting busy in the league. So, yeah, it was, it was, no, it was no off nights. And even the backup guards. Will Bynum was elite. Will the Thrill, elite. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, almost, I almost got in a fist fight with somebody because they said Ricky Rubio was better than Will Bynum. Stop it! Stop it! I was like, <laughs> I said, ain't no stop way. Just, ain't no stop way. Stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> I said, ain't no way. Man, hey, <laughs> even guys like John Lucas the Third was, was uh, give you give you twenty. Like he, hey, he light you up. Like it was backup guards that was coming in that was getting to it. Getting yeah. to it, like yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot going on. So, so I learned, so, I learned that every night you got to strap up. Every night, ain't no off yeah. nights. That's what I learned a lot. 
So you feel like the guards now are more dynamic than then? No, I don't think so. I just think that the way the game is played, the game is uh, moved to a more pick-and-roll-centric game now. Um, we used to have more sets in the league a little bit back when I was yeah. in there. We still got up and down. Don't get it twisted now. We would get in the open court and dunk and do all that, shoot threes. But we shot threes for percentage, not for volume, at least on our yeah. team for the Heat. We, we didn't shoot threes for volume. We shot them for percentage. So we was always one of the top percentage shooting threes in the in the, in the league. Now they shoot mm-hmm. for volume. They just like, man, get 33s up, get 43s up, no matter what. You know, so I think that's the, the biggest difference. And the philosophy is different. When you give guys more freedom to do certain things, you know, talented players, you know, react positively to that most times. Like I could never come down and just shoot a no pass three. That could never happen. <laughs> now yeah, bro, it happens all the time. Crazy. You know, it's, it's okay. You know, hey, you was open, they was back, they went under, fire it up. So I think the philosophy is just different. Cause Steph is still in the league, Dame is still in the league, Kyrie's still in the league. Those same dudes are still in the league now. They just veterans now. Drew Holiday's still in the yeah. league. Like these dudes are still in the league that was there with me. So, you know, they still they still get to it. So do you think that some of these these score uh, score first guards now, or these dynamic guards, are because like Charles Barkley had said way back a couple weeks ago that Ja didn't make his teammates better, and it's becoming a Ja heavy episode. But do you think that some of these guards are making their teammates better while putting these numbers up? Like, cause like like you know, y'all both know you could put up ten assists and you're not necessarily making your teammates better, right? Like you get ten assists. But yeah. so yeah. I guess what y'all both think on that. I disagree with Chuck on that one. I really did. Uh, I mean, I understand what Chuck was trying to say. He was basically trying to say like John Moran still has things to work on in his game. But I disagree with him. he don't make his teammates better because I think that he does make his teammates better. Um, mm-hmm. But there's so many possessions in the game you can get stats that's not necessarily impactful on winning. And there's a lot of guys that's doing that. You know, a lot of guys is getting big-time stats, but not necessarily impact on winning. And so you, you have to be a student of the game and really watch to pick up on that. Because some guys will say, man, if I had 10 assists, how can I not make my teammates better? But in reality, there's 110 possessions in the game. You know, somebody has to get the points and the assists. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you just have to watch the game, not just the stats, to see who's impacting winning and who's making their team better. But – like guys like Steph Curry, he make his team better in different ways, so many different ways. His ability to stretch the defense, that automatically makes his team better because now guys gonna get individual man-to-man coverage or they're gonna be wide open. Same with John. Ja. John ja Morant gonna he's gonna force two or three defenders to help. That's automatically helping his teammates to get spot up threes. Uh, you know, Trey, you got Trey Young, his ability to shoot from far out, it stretches the defense out. And so now the help side is not as strong. So there's so many different ways to help your team. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to get assists, you know. Sometimes it just might be your mm-hmm. style of play. It makes it easier for your teammates. Yeah, yeah. How do you think a guy a, a guy such as yourself, like I'll compare, you know, your role in the championship teams, I guess, to like a Tyus Jones now, right? Like how, how, do, y'all, how do y'all make – y'all teammates better like what are the things because obviously it's, it might not be 10 assists but what are the things that y'all got to do on a nightly basis to make y'all teammates better help guys like LeBron help guys like Ja like Luca, to, to make their job easier well every game is going to be different sometimes it's going to be coming in changing the pace speeding the game up you know bringing a spark plug picking up full court changing mm-hmm. the pace other times it might be slowing it down 
keeping the lead. You know, if we up by four, make sure when the starters come back, we still up by four or we up by eight, you know, you know, get a plus four out there. Or if we down by 10 when we come in the game, when the starters come back and we only down by two or it's tied up, you know. So there's you have to mm-hmm. look at the game that's being played. Sometimes it means speeding the game up, you know, picking a full court, changing the pace. Sometimes it means getting good quality possessions, organizing the offense, being solid on defense. And that's what I tried to do. Uh, some games it was get the rebound coast to coast. Other game it was get it, come down, organize us, get us in a set. And, and that's yeah. that's how backup guards, you know, championship level pack, backup guards. That's how we, you know, have to approach the game. And how do you how do you go about like learning that? Like, who do you, was there somebody that you leaned on to kind of to kind of figure that out? Because I feel like a lot of especially like young guards coming in that situation, like you know, you thinking, okay, I do got to get ten assists, or I do got to get fifteen points, <laughs> or you know, I might be losing my minutes or whatever it is. So it's like, how did how did you come to that realization and, and start to analyze each game separately? Like well, that? I accepted the fact that I wasn't going to have crazy stats because there's not enough basketball to go around. <laughs> and you, you have to be a realist. You know, when you're on a team with LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, Mike Miller, you know, there's, there's only so many basketballs to go around. And same thing, you know, and now teams that have, you know, maybe a Steph Curry, a Klay Thompson, a Jordan Poole, but in order the shot's going to go through those three. So you have to find how you can – impact the game in other ways. And so, you know, I had, you know, Coach Spoh was very honest with me and what my job was. He was real honest with me, and I accepted it. Either I accept it and go out there and flourish, or I can fight it and, you know, not play. You know, so you have to be willing to accept your role. And I was fortunate to have an honest coach, you know, that was able to communicate that with me. Um, I had assistant coaches that, you know, watched, broke down film, like, listen, look, this is how you've been effective for this game, this, you know, you wasn't so effective in this game. Let's try to stay, let's try to stay doing this, you know, and I took that and I tried to apply it. But the competitiveness part, bro, when you're a competitor, bro, you will find a way to impact. <laughs> like you just were like, man, if I'm out there, I'm going to do something. Whether I'm going to die for a loose ball or I'm going to get a steal or I'm going to chuck, you know, I'm going to get a good foul. Like I'm going to knock down an open shot. I'm going to do something to where I'm going to make an impact on this game and, that was my attitude. I'm gonna do something out there to make a positive impact. Would this? Would you ever, has ever been in the back of your mind? Because everybody, like, all right, you know, you get to the league, everybody want to get twenty, right? Facts. Like, facts, <laughs> facts, facts. Everybody, like, everybody want to get twenty. But would you ever trade one of your rings to be in a different situation where you could just go hoop? Whew. It's funny because I be thinking about that all the time. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, because I probably could. I had the chances a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade those rings in because it was history. Back-to-back. Not too many teams won back-to-back. Not too many teams won back-to-back. And like I said, I, I was a a key piece to that in those series, those playoff series and during the season and stuff like that. So I wouldn't trade it in. It would have been nice to be able to, you know, play, quote-unquote, how I normally play coming out of college because I've seen guys that, you know, I was probably better than offensively and stuff like that, but I didn't have those same opportunities. But I chalked it up as, you know, you got to sacrifice to win. And so that was just my journey. And everybody's journey is different. I accept my journey and what come with it. I I feel like if you try to go back and change something, you know, you might have to change other things too. And so I wouldn't change anything. 
Man, that's you. You can knock somebody out with a championship ring. Leave a leave a fingerprint. Uh, right you can't do yeah, nothing. Nah, you can't do nothing nobody. with Google. You, you know what I'm saying you can't do nothing with Google if you average twenty. They're gonna be like, man, I don't give a damn. Like, you know what I'm saying one, <laughs> yeah. one's more noticeable, man. You, you got you got the right one. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different room, a different conversation when you can walk in with the rings. Yeah, that's for is. sure. Can't nobody take that from you for sure, but. And you, you obviously, like we touched on, two-time NBA champ, we'll say it all, episode, but you know, you spent a lot of time internationally as well. Um, when you go, when you go play internationally, does your approach, is your approach different, you know, playing internationally uh, in terms of off-season preparation? Is it different internationally versus, uh, hold on, what's wrong with this dog, man? <laughs> is it hold on hold on we got, we got to cut this part out hold on one sec I gotta let this dude out real quick dog like I don't know what you got going on pops but I need to get out Like Peyton Watson, he's talented. He's talented. He's young. He's real young, but he's he's raw. But he's talented though. He played like a baby KD a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Cause he's so tall, he could block. Some. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Pause, 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 pause. That's crazy. But uh, my fault, my fault, fellas. Um, y'all ready? You good? Yep. Yeah. All right, hop back into it. Yeah, so in terms of in terms of offseason preparation, uh going, you know, international or G League, whatever it may be, is it different uh what you do in the season or doing the off season uh as opposed to the NBA or what I guess what's the routine? Yeah, for going over to Europe, take a little bit more time off. Uh I mean less time off because you have to it's a quicker turnaround. They want you out there in mid to late August. Some team wants you in early August, but I was fortunate enough never had to go that early. But like mid to late August, that's a quick turnaround. So you know, I take some time off, but then I have to kind of, you know, get back get back to it in the NBA. You know, I work out all, all off-season, I work out, but I don't have to be as intense because you you don't have to show up till September. So you can, yeah. like, phase your workouts where you can, like, ramp it up, ramp it up, ramp it up. You know, so in my approach in Europe is a little different because I play a different role. It's, it, I get buckets out, you know, in Europe, you know, get buckets out there, and so – more of an aggressive, you know, I'm more of an aggressive player out there because my role is different. Yeah. What do you think stands out about uh, young guards in the G League versus internationally? Um, I think the understanding of the game in Europe is different. They, you know, they understand, like, because the style is different. They understand different roles, you know. Like in Europe, the point guards is like, most of them are like in a box. They only going to do certain things. You know, over yeah. here, man, God can do it, try anything. He might pull a shoot a three. He might try to shake you. He might pick and roll you. He might coast to coast. You never know what he's going to do. In Europe, you kind of know, like, this guy's not going to do anything out of character. Yeah. yeah. It's like you got to be on your toes. Like, in, the, in, in anywhere in America, you know how guards are in America. You, you got to be on your toes at all times. The guy 
quick to reject and go away from the play quick. <laughs> you know, in Europe, God going to run the play. Unless you, unless you just play horrible defense in Europe, the guy going to run the play. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Even except good, you know, he's the, uh, is the is the philosophy a little different out there in regards to uh, like more possessions and getting shots up early in the shot clock? Is is that a lot different than what you saw overseas? Now that you're yeah, it is a lot more possessions in the, uh, in the G League. Um, the G League has more possessions than the NBA game. Like they play fast, bro. Like the slowest G League team would be the fastest paced team in the NBA and in Europe. The slowest one. So. No, they playing at a they playing at a at all time fast pace. Um, in Europe, ten minute quarters is hard to play as many possessions because it's not twelve minutes like an NBA or G League, and then the running clock. So it's hard to get as many possessions in. Plus, players believe in getting the ball to the to certain players in Europe. You know, they gonna get the ball to certain guys, so they are gonna slow it down to make sure those guys get it. In the G, it's like you better get up and down the court. If you ain't if you ain't getting up and down the court, you might not get it, you know. And so it's that's just the philosophy, though. You know, more possessions, more chances to score, more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you go culture next goods. <coughs> nah, I had a I had a question I had a question for both of y'all, man. I've been I've been sitting on this. I've been thinking like, especially both of y'all coming from Asvel, like, what do y'all think if Victor would have stayed at Asvel right. this year? Do you think the hype will be the same um, as it is now? Obviously, him being a being at Lavalawa now, you think if he would have stayed at Asheville, just strictly off of a development, strictly on the on, on the development side, do you think you think he'd be the same? I don't think so. From what y'all I like the fact that he's in Paris because he's getting to just play, he's getting to open up his game, try stuff, experiment, because he's getting ready for the NBA. He's not getting ready for Europe. You know, if he was going to stay in Europe, then, he, he, you know, being in Asheville might would be better. But he's getting ready for the NBA, and so he's able to go to a team where he can work on all of his stuff, experiment on his game. And he's putting up numbers and highlights that he wouldn't be able to do at Asheville. That's, that's right. So, I think, uh, shoot, he, he looks like he, he's a lot better than he was in Asheville right now. I don't know. I don't know. Like to your point, I don't know if that's because opportunity or development is probably both, right? Mm-hmm. But um, if he would, if he was doing anything near what he's doing now in Euroleague, oh, his height would be stupid. I mean, it's already stupid. His height—it's crazy. It's already right stupid. Now. It's, crazy. it's already stupid. It's uh, but his 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 height would be Luka like, Doncic type if he was in Asheville doing this. Oh, I, I, honestly, I think his height is already low key higher than Lucas. To be honest. Yeah. I, th- I think his hype coming out, like, I'm yeah, coming out of EuroLeague, I think his hype is higher than Lucas. But I'm talking about his hype would be, yeah, like, if, I don't know. Bron- they, w- they wouldn't let him play with that ball. No, nah, they wouldn't. They For wouldn't sure they wouldn't. Just, just come up there. They wouldn't let him T- play with that TJ ball. ain't letting him rock. You know, you know, we was we were supposed to be we were supposed to be in uh in in Asheville together, but but uh, a certain guard didn't wanna didn't wanna leave, so it was like yeah, yeah you know, you know how that goes. What it is, the, poli- you know the politics, 
<laughs> hey, it is what it is, baby. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It is what so. it is. Yeah, and you know if shit. Vic, I actually the hype might might have not been the same because Lighty in the way Lighty old ass won't move, man. Like, that's my dude, man. Watch man. it, man. Lighty from the hometown. No. He keeps on Lighty, 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 my dog, man. But I'm a hate. Honestly, I only hate on two people: Goods and Lighty, man. That's it. <laughs> we got a chip together. Me and Lighty man. put it put it down out there. Yeah, Lighty, Lighty is an all time great man. Lighty like Bill Russell out in facts. France. That's some facts. <laughs> Well, shout to out to Jersey retired, which I don't. Shout out D Light, man. I don't think people understand how special that is in Europe to spend that much time with one club. So, seven man, years when you American and can find your, your niche like that, that's as an special. American. That's yeah. special. Yeah, so like, Lighty, Lighty got one of the all-time great careers in Europe for real. That that probably don't get the recognition it should because it's not. I guess he got like six know, or seven chips really, too out there. He, yeah, he don't got the Euro League titles, Nah, but, but hey, like, it's still, yeah, right. But it don't matter. Really, like, yeah. It don't matter. Like to me, that's just as impressive as like Spanulis and and all that. Um, just because the the politics of the game with Americans and all that. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's definitely fact, man. But uh, transitioning into the culture question, man. So, KD, uh, a while ago, KD was talking about how he misses playing against LeBron, and uh, you know, it just had me thinking. Like, has the competitiveness been missing in the game? And, like, will the trend of, like, do you think the trend of the best players guarding each other will continue? I hope so, man, because it does seem like guys are like, as long as I get mine, I don't care what you get. I get my 30, you get your 30, and it's all cool. It seems like that's sometimes that's what's going on. And I don't, as a competitor and as a defender, I don't like that, you know. Um, I, I like it when, you know, guys like LeBron and KD, they was going head to head, you know direct combat you know Kyrie Irving and Steph Kyrie Irving and Clay they was going head-to-head direct combat you know Tony Parker and Chris Paul in the Western Conference they used to go head-to-head combat you know what I mean it was like it was it was no duck in the smoke you know what I mean and so now you know you know sometimes it's a little different um as a coach I understand you want to be smart you know if a guy is carrying a little offensively you don't want to wear him out defensively all the time but there's a few players in this league that are all-time greats that can do both, and I like it. I like to see that when those guys match up against each other. Those, you know, those special players match up directly against each other. I like to see that. I think it makes the game more competitive for sure. Uh, are, are we are we saying that happens right now? No, we know that's not. Does that happen right no, now? No, we know that's not. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I, okay, the, yeah. The question we was: watched, Is the trend going to continue? So I didn't know. Yeah, come on. Okay, yeah, I was like, Anthony Edwards do it. I'm going to just throw that back in there. But, uh, <laughs> he does, he does. When Kawhi's healthy and Paul George is healthy, they do it. They do it. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. Even, like, I, I mean, Kawhi don't even do it. Like, he do it in, like, the fourth quarter, it seemed like now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I mean he's been hurt for the last game. four years, though. He has. He's been yeah, hurt he a lot. Been hurt he has. Long. But before he was hurt, though, he, he was all smoke all day. Yeah. <laughs> No, he facts. was all about it. Facts. Yeah, so facts. Yeah, facts. He shut, and he Paul George too before the injuries. Game seven. He was going. Paul him and D Wade was direct, the direct hand to hand combat out there. Like it was mano y mano. Okay, okay, but who? Paul George used who, to come who with under twenty five. Who under twenty five is like that though? Tatum. Ta- uh, nah, Tatum's dude Brown. Nah. Brown is like that. Jalen. Jalen Brown, Brown will take on the challenge Jaylen and give you twenty five thirty. I like him. But, he old school to me. I like I like JB. I ain't gonna lie. But does that? But he he's still like the second option, right? I know he's still great, 
but so does that really count? Like that's like Scotty Pippen this or not? Nah, we're not doing no, we're not doing that right now. We're okay, not doing not that. Doing but that. he's a one A option. Like he's a one A one B type of player. Facts. He's not. I mean, obviously Facts. Tatum is the guy, but like he's a one A one B type of level player. So you yeah. know those those two don't duck no smoke. Tatum and Brown. I don't think they duck nobody. Is it is dope to see them. It's dope to see them figure that out out there too. And Giannis too. Giannis guard B. He guard Joker. He guard Anthony Davis. He want all of it. Giannis want all the smoke. Giannis got a problem. He <laughs> man. He played too damn hard to be that big. He, yeah. hey, Giannis, <laughs> hey, he even be guarding uh, KD sometimes. Like they really be getting yeah. to it out there. And KD, KD be yeah. answering the challenge too though. He be he be guarding Giannis sometimes too. Like he be he be taking on the challenge. You know, you know who do it, who don't get the love for it is Kyrie. Kyrie has started. Kyrie, he just started. Kyrie, he, he just started. He just started to. He just he just started to. But Kyrie will. Kyrie gonna go find Luca or whoever it is. Like you gonna yeah. You gonna do it? It's Kyrie a bucket. Kyrie is the. That's the real Jesus shutters work. <laughs> yeah, hey, look at you. He just had to take it too far at goods, didn't he? <laughs> he just had to take it too far. <laughs> Hey man, that's that's who the movie Uncle, was about. Uncle I'm Drew. telling you, that dude, poetry, emotion, he is. whatever you want to call him. Uncle Drew is like Kyrie like, is it's, it's special for sure. Kyrie, anytime two dudes start calling themselves gods like that, nobody better eye like you know you call them two just talking talking about you a god like. Right. Yeah. I don't get into all like that, that, but they elite though. <laughs> <laughs> they elite. elite. <laughs> they elite. Elite. Mm-hmm. Who else is like that though? Yeah, Under twenty five. That go that get to it like, um. I mean, don't nobody try to go at Zion. You can't go at him. <laughs> um, I don't know nobody under twenty. How Brandon Ingram now? Who? How Brandon Ingram now? How Brandon Ingram? Yeah, he take on the challenge too. Actually, he do. He, he be matching up with them dogs, them them, them wing players. He do. Bi. Yeah. He sure do. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Actually, Bi uh, is a star. Yeah, yeah, emerging star. He is. That might be under twenty five. D book. Yeah, book don't be having to guard him that much though, cause he got. Mikhail. He got Mikael Bridges. Mikhail I mean, Bridges. you gotta. It makes sense yeah. to have Mikael Bridges on him. I mean, not that yeah. book can't do it, but I mean, Mikael Bridges is so elite. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He but he can outdo. He can do yeah. it with any of them though. Book can go tip for tap with whoever though. Yeah, he, he can go can. bucket I for bucket. What he scored ninety points in two games or something like that. Yeah, yeah, fifty one last <laughs> night, right? Like Tatum, man. But Tatum had forty nine. Man, that is, it was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tatum trying to win MVP song. this year. Yeah, he got it's his right now. He got it right yeah, now. Yeah, he he no stole question. it. Like because at first it was like a run runaway with Luca at the beginning of the year, but Tatum just slow walked man. him down all the way. What y'all think? So they talking about Luca needs more help around him, but I think and he probably do. But who can you put around Luca that fits Luca's game and that's gonna not take away from the numbers he's putting up? Um. Well, I think he's gonna have to kind of sacrifice I, some of those numbers. That, right. Maybe. So maybe. the only person I could think that fits is like Jalen Brown. Yeah. But we not break the breakup. What's going on in Boston? Exactly. You know, exactly. We not trying no to break way. that Boston Tea Party up. We not trying to do that. Ain't no, nah. Ain't no way. But yeah, Tatum no is way. probably one of the only ones that could do that. Maybe Bi, but he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. 
CJ, CJ would fit, I think. Yeah, but they need offense yeah, and defense in Dallas I mean, to make up for true. to make up for some of Luca's deficiencies on defense. Like, they need Very they true. need really elite three and D guys. Very true. And he, like I said, he's gonna have to yeah, learn how to sacrifice a little bit. From start to finish, he he trying to go get it. Sometimes he might have to like ease into the game a little bit more and then turn it up at the end. Whether than just go from start to finish, step back, you know, mix him ISO head He he give you everything for all four quarters he, and get a little tired at the end. Yeah. The other thing is like that. I don't know if anybody like he plays at a pace that nobody else plays at. Yeah. So that's the other. I feel like it's hard to partner him with people because he's he's slow all game. Like he don't move faster than. They need to put his pedometer on his head. He don't move faster than 10, 10 miles per hour. <laughs> but if I mean <laughs> for, if you got the right pieces minutes. around, I think he would be willing to adjust his game because he he wants to win. He has the European yeah. mentality where it's like he really wants to win. You know, winning is what matters. Uh, yeah. No, you're a winner. Ain't no question. Yeah. Ain't no question. But what they be doing in Eurobasket be crazy. Luca and Giannis and Joker, yeah. they be putting up video type numbers out there. Hey bro, like I was uh I was at the game in Serbia when uh when when Joker was playing against Giannis. <laughs> When I tell you he was moving Giannis, like like on the block, like I'm watching like box outs, posting, fighting for position. Like when Joker sit down, can't move him. It's over. <laughs> you can't move him. And Giannis, obviously, Giannis is he a big boy, but man, Joker's strength is like. And he don't get to he don't get to use his strength as much because the NBA game is not like that. But in Europe, he really get to mm-hmm. post you oh, up yeah. and give you that that shoulder to your chest, boom, you know, like. Oh yeah, yeah. Nah, on he you. physical on them offensive rebounds. He be chop blocking mm-hmm. and all that. Like, dude, super physical. Like, it's crazy, man. We're just watching like the off ball action. Like, super for physical. sure. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gonna close up with paycheck rain check. Good's got a last paycheck, segment for you. Rain check. Somebody's paycheck taking a rain check, man. But uh. <laughs> The NBA, man, paid the French League, I think they said it was like $120,000 more or less, to have the rights to stream Victor Wimbignana's game. Um, On the flip side of that, (laughs) Paris was trying to get a cut of that from the LMB, and the LMB declined and said no. So this is kind of like a <laughs> this is kind of like a two two sided question. It's like who's in the right, who's in the wrong between like Paris and the LMB, and then did the LMB sell themselves short for selling the rights for only a hundred and twenty k? Yeah, they should have definitely amped that up, <laughs> <laughs> and they definitely should split some with Paris, because that's where the product is. Right. How can you not? The product is the product. That's where the money should go. Or at least get a cut of it. Nah, they is in Europe, boy. They, they tight. Stingy, they boy. tight. That's stingy. Golly. Because, like, if I was Paris, what if I just don't play him? <laughs> then what? Yeah, but you can't you do that. Be. I mean, obviously, they're not going to do that. Obviously, they're not going to do that. But it's just like the LMBs kind of, they kind of twist. Yeah, that's, they, they wow, definitely Paris. dead wrong for that. They, they dead wrong for that, for getting swindled out of all that damn money and then not sharing the damn money. Like, Man, I mean, 120K, that ain't much to, and then that ain't much to share. Yeah, it's just show ain't. It's show, it's show ain't. ain't much to share. But man, nah, they out of pocket for that. 
They out of I don't know who in charge over there, but they need somebody need to make a phone call. Yeah, one twenty. That's it. They, and then don't split it with the with the product with the team that got the product. Hey, hey. I don't even to, sound like real life. Supposed to, man, that's that's supposed to boost Paris up for the next two years. They supposed to get a yeah. million two something like that. That's supposed to yeah, get you a yeah. Hey, that's I guarantee that's, Tony that's Parker would have insisted. If he was playing for Asbel, yeah. Tony Parker would have insisted that he got some of that. Yeah, what? For sure. <laughs> insisted. He wouldn't even have to say nothing. Right. You <laughs> <laughs> would have to do all that. Hey, the only way it makes sense is if they got, like, some crazy sponsorship on the back end from having that, you know, added reach on the NBA platform. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can see that making sense for the LNB. You know what I'm saying? But 120K, I mean, that sounds like That's for sure. Nah, that's trash. I mean, this dude's about that's to be trash. a multi-millionaire. Yeah, that, that's that's trash. That's 120, 120 a game. A game? 100 a game. Yeah, 100 a game. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say that would be more like <laughs> it. 120 per. 100 per game? Yes. What's that? That's I mean, they only play, what, 30, 30 games, that's, something like that? That's so more reasonable, that's though. Three. Yeah, that's that's 3 million, right? Am I tripping? My mat messed up. Yo, yo, Norris. Yo, what happened at uh? I just thought about this. What happened at Badushnos that one time? The, uh, <laughs> with with the fans. What, what what was that? Where was we y'all was, at? We was, in, we was in Serbia, Belgrade, Red Star. Man, dude, okay. they was trying to intimidate me, bro. Dude, throwing the threw the ball at me while I was shooting, like rolled the ball towards me, like while I'm shooting, you know. And I'm turned up. Nah, one of they one of the helpers like like he rolled the ball like towards my feet while I'm shooting right and so and when I picked up the ball after I came down from my jump shot I picked up the ball and he was staring at me like like looking at me like what like what you gonna do so I threw the ball back at him (laughs) And (laughs) and then you know they fans be there early so they start you know throwing stuff on the court and stuff like they were trying to intimidate me and I wasn't gonna be intimidated bro I ain't caring care what was going on like they wasn't gonna scare me but then they start like spitting and doing all type of foul stuff it was wrong like the the league they got punished for it which they should have but like we shouldn't even play the game because it was a two-hour delay because they had like thugs running on the court while we warming up trying to intimidate us throw our basketballs while we warming up doing layup line they throwing kicking our basketballs everywhere security is not doing their job and i'm like this is a professional environment and they letting this happen. Like what's going on? Like when we take the ball out, the guys sitting on the front rows are obviously spitting on us and throwing stuff on us and the refs not kicking them out the game. I'm like, yo, like I was just, I was, I was irate. You know, I was ready to go. I was ready to go, man. That boy said irate. Yeah. I remember yeah, when bro. that, when that happened, I remember there was like, there was some little media reports. I was seeing it on Twitter and translating some of it. And they like, they would like clip up like the part of you throwing. Yeah, the they edited it. They tried to edit it. Whoever, yeah, they would edit like that part. And I remember watching that. I'm like, bro, like, I was like, look, I don't even know Norris Cole, but like, nobody just gonna throw no basketball player just gonna throw a ball at a random fan for no reason. Nah, like, he threw the ball at me first. Else to it. Yeah, yeah, them dudes, bro. They was just trying to act tough. They was in their own country, whatever. But like. I'm here to play basketball. I'll, you know, the little rivalry and stuff, that's cool. But, like, don't cross the line, bro. Don't be running on the court. They was literally yeah. throwing chairs on the court, you know, 
literally like it was bro it was a, the most unprofessional environment i ever seen in my life bro i really like it's hard to get me to a situation where i really want to like fist fight like i want to fight all of them like i wanted to really fight all of them but it's you know it's too many of them but like i was ready to i was ready to go at that point like <laughs> only reason why i didn't swing on one of them is because i'm like i gotta make it back home i gotta get home to see my family you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Because I want, you know, ain't no telling what they do to you. But I, I really want to <laughs> haul off, just start knocking them out one by one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. When a person that's spit crazy. on you and you Listen. see them spit on you, multiple people like you, like, man, what's going on? Like, the, the security guards looking at them do it, and you like, bro, like, this is outrageous. I, this is outrageous, bro. Man, that's the most disrespectful shit you could do to I'm somebody. I'm telling you, bro. They was like, yeah, no, it's no. My teammates, the security guards was holding me back. It's like, it'll be a assault charge if you if you, you know, if you you fight one of them. I'm like, bro, they, this how y'all do out here? They can just just do that and you can't can't do nothing back to them, huh? It's like spit back. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. That's the, this the second, who else was talking about they got spit on? This the second then got spit on story we had on here. Was it, was it Theo? And, uh, Theo in, in like Kosovo or something like that. Jordan Theodore. Man, bro. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Jordan Theodore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Europe, a wild place, man. That's too much, bro. I, I like the rowdiness of the fans. I like how cra- I, I love crazy environments. But don't touch me. Don't throw nothing on me. Like, don't you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna be scared. I'm not. It's nothing you're gonna do to scare me. But don't don't throw stuff at me and spit on me, especially when you know I can't punch you back. Like, yeah, don't don't do that. I rather. Shit, I'd rather you had. I'd rather you touch me or put your hand like before you spit on me. Like, God damn. Yeah, like, bro, it was, it was bad. Like my uniform, I left it after the game. I left everything there. I didn't touch. As soon as I took my uniform off the shower, I left everything there. I didn't want to touch, see that stuff no more. Damn. Yep, it was bad. It was bad, bro. I didn't. My father was out there. I didn't even let him come to the game because, you know, they told me he came to Serbia. And then before the game, the guys from the team said, "Norris, your, your father probably shouldn't come." And I'm like, "Why?" They said, "Just, just, just trust me. Just, it's probably best that he don't come to the game." So my dad stayed in the hotel. Man, when I got back to the hotel, he was so mad. He was like, "Yeah, I couldn't have came to that game." He said, "He said because I wasn't gonna watch him just keep throwing stuff on you, spitting on you." I was like, "Yeah, that's why they told you, told you not to come." Because he watched the whole game. He was like, "Bro, I was watching him throw stuff on you, and the security guards didn't do nothing." Security, security, security ride with them. That was top flight. So listen, man, we appreciate you joining us. That's all we got for you. That's Norris Cole, man. Again, this is the Role Player Podcast for Swiss Cultures. I'm Jordan Taylor. That's Anthony Goods. Norris, come back, join us again, man. We appreciate the good time. Appreciate the stories, dog. Yeah.